Hey folks, welcome to episode 135 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray, and this week we're going to have a look at the results from the Tianfu Cup uh, out of China that happened uh, last weekend. Ubuntu was targeted there as one of the platforms, so yeah, we'll have a look at uh, what the results of that were, and talk a bit more about that. Plus, uh, we've got the usual round of security updates to talk about from the past week. Uh, we've got things like the Linux kernel, uh, Nginx, Ardua, Strong Swan. Uh, so yeah, we will just dive straight into that, I guess. So first up uh, was an update for uh, the kernel on uh, Microsoft Azure platforms. So basically, this is uh, a kernel optimized for Microsoft Cloud. And uh, in this case, it was an update uh, as a result of a previous security update because uh, that resulted in uh, images failing to boot on some of the very large instance types that you can boot up in Azure. This was caused by a patch that got backported uh, to the upstream 5.14 stable kernel tree that then we included, but yeah, caused uh, boot problems. And in fact, it was actually a patch that was designed to head off possible future problems. So it wasn't in itself directly, you know, fixing any uh, actual issues that people had been encountering. So yeah, we backed that one out. Uh, yeah, this was only on uh, quite large instance types like, say, the D48v3 instance, which yeah, has 48 virtual CPUs, uh, 192 gigs of RAM, uh, you know, over a terabyte of storage, that kind of thing. So yeah, if you are booting up those pretty big instances in Azure, uh, you will now be booting again as a result. Uh, thanks to the kernel team for working on that one. Uh, as well, an update for X. This is for our extended security maintenance customers. That is 6.04 and 14.04 extended security maintenance. Uh, a CVE from back in 2017, actually. In this case, a buffer overflow could be encountered when uh, handling files with modification dates that were either very far in the past or far in the future. Basically, uh, the auto-index module, you know, the way it calculated dates and did essentially the diffs between dates only used um, four four bytes for the year uh, difference, and that could easily get overflowed if you had you know a large date time like if you set say the date of a file back into 1969 or say very far in the future. So that was fixed. As well, an update for Ardua. Uh, this is the um, audio uh, sequencing application. Uh, I use after free in the handling of crafted XML files there. So basically, if you have you know, um, untrusted uh, configuration files and the like being used for Ardua, you are now a bit safer. After that was an update for StrongSwan. Uh, this is for two CVEs that affected uh, the stable releases. So that's 1804 long-term support, 2004 long-term support, uh, 2104 and 2110, the Impish Indri, which is now uh, the kind of current um, interim release that we're supporting, as well as 2104, the Hasute Hippo. That's still got a couple more months of support left in it. As well, uh, one of these CVEs is for our extended security maintenance releases as well. So basically, uh, a couple of issues here in StrongSwan. One, uh, an injured overflow that could be triggered when replacing certificates in the certificate cache that it keeps in memory. Basically, if you received many requests, each with different certificates, you know that would then start to fill up this cache that it keeps. Uh, and then eventually that would fill it up. Uh, that would then cause it to try to, say, um, replace entries within there. It used uh, at least recently used algorithm approach there. Because of the large number of certificates in there, it would then overflow that. Uh, when performing this calculation, it would then go and access outside of that cache. And so you would get an out-of-bounds write, most likely, as a result from that. So likely you'd be able to crash StrongSwan, but particularly you may be able to get code execution. Now, the second issue here, again, another entry overflow, but this was in the GMP plugin. So basically a crafted RSA, uh, SSA, PSS signature within a self-signed certificate, perhaps, uh, could cause this integer overflow. This is the kind of thing that can be sent by a client when initiating a request. 
But yeah, this one unlikely to be able to cause code execution, so more likely just a crash from that one. But they've now both been fixed for Strong Swan. And uh, finally, we had an update for the kernel. Uh, this is the 5.11 kernel that is used in the 2104 release and is also used as the hardware enablement kernel now for uh, 2004 long-term support. Eight different CVEs were fixed here. Uh, this includes things like uh, a problem with permission handling in OverlayFS. Uh, what else? A race condition uh, leading to an out-of-bounds read in uh, the virtual terminal subsystem. Uh, an integer overflow that could be triggered within the hash table implementation within the BPF subsystem. Again, so you know, allowing, say, unprivileged users to do BPF, they could trigger that one. And being an integer overflow, you could possibly uh, obviously get a crash there, potentially crash, uh, get code execution within the kernel. Uh, there was a race condition in the handling of extended attributes within the X4 file subsystem. So again, if you've got uh, you know, a local user that can supply, say, an X4 image on a USB stick, they could trigger that, uh, triggering a user after free and possibly get code execution. As well, uh, a race condition within the Atheros 9K driver, uh, that's a Wi-Fi driver, uh, that could be uh, that could trigger an information leak as well there uh, from uh, potentially a remote uh, radio client. So they've all been fixed for the kernel in uh, 2104 and 2004 hardware enablement. And that is it for the week in security updates. So as I mentioned at the start, the other thing that I wanted to cover in this week's episode was the results from uh, the Tianfu Cup. This uh, ran last weekend, actually, from, from the 16th to 17th of October, and it's billed as China's own Pwn2Own competition. So if you're familiar, Pwn2Own uh, is an American competition run by um, the ZDI, the Zero Day Initiative, where uh, people come along and uh, bring their exploits against your know, pre-known platforms. Ubuntu is often one of the targets there as well. And you know if you uh, are able to successfully hack it, so often that's things like local privilege escalation to root, or maybe it's uh, say escaping out of a QMU VM or something like that. Uh, you then uh, you get uh, a prize. Uh, often um, these are cash rewards nowadays, but originally started out being a, a laptop actually that was designed to be hacked in the very first one. Uh, and so it's similar at Tianfu Cup. Uh, China, this is a competition run in China, available uh, only to Chinese researchers. They come along with their exploits to attack these platforms, and there is a total of one and a half million US dollars of uh, prizes that they can get. Each platform uh, is kind of pre-designated, and it has a prize value if you can hack it. So there is, say, Docker CE, the Community Edition, running on uh, Ubuntu 2004 with the generic kernel, and that's then running uh, an Ubuntu 2004 desktop container with SSH access provided to it uh, so that you can then SSH into that container. And if you can break out of that, uh, you get 60K US dollars for that. Pretty cool. Uh, as well, uh, there is uh, Ubuntu 2004 uh, as well as uh, CentOS 8 running within VMware Workstation. You're then given uh, access as an unprivileged user within either of those images. And if you can escalate to root within that, you get yourself 40,000 US dollars. Uh, as well, they have uh, a setup where it's Ubuntu with uh, QMU KVM. So it's running uh, Ubuntu 2004 desktop as the host. It's then running Ubuntu 2004 server within that QMU image. And again, if you can escape out of that, uh, you get 60,000 US dollars. So if you can get um, code execution, say, as QMU, you get that. Or if you can escape outside of that sandbox and get, say, root code execution on the host, you get yourself 150,000 uh, US dollars. So some pretty good prizes up for grabs for these researchers. The way the competition works is you get three uh, five-minute attempts to run your exploits. And yeah, if you're successful, uh, you get your cash. 
Now, according to a bunch of different media reports, uh, Ubuntu was uh, successfully attacked four times. So that was the uh, root privilege escalation. So essentially escalating from uh, standard user to root. As well, Docker and uh, QEMU were both successfully attacked once. Now, it's not just uh, Ubuntu platforms that were able to be hacked here. Uh, they also saw things like iPhone 13 Pro was able to be hacked using uh, a no interaction remote code execution attack to actually get root on an iPhone, which is pretty cool. And that's the most uh, up-to-date, I think, iOS 15. As well, Google Chrome was able to be hacked on Windows to get then kernel um, level privileges as a result. So you're escaping or you're getting code execution as uh, the browser escaping out of the sandbox and then getting root privilege escalation as well. So again, uh, pretty cool attacks against a lot of different platforms. Now, according to at least one media outlet, they say details are unknown, but vendors are expected to release patches in coming weeks. But uh, as Ubuntu, we have not received any contact yet from Tianfu Cup regarding uh, the result of this or regarding any of the apparent exploits that were mounted. And this isn't anything new. The same has happened in previous years. Ubuntu has been uh, successfully hacked at these, but we've received no details of the various exploits or of, say, proof of concepts and the like as a result. Uh, so these things, unfortunately, have not generally been able to be patched. You know, if, they're, if we're just told, well, look, someone was able to get uh, root privileges from a standard user, there's not a lot we can necessarily do with that unless we actually get some details of, well, it was in this subsystem or whatever it is. And so uh, we've actually seen media reports in the past where exploits that have been showcased at Tianfu Cup have then gone on to allegedly being used in hacking campaigns by the Chinese government. So it's interesting then to compare that, as I said, to Pwn to Own. You know, they build themselves as China's own Pwn to Own, but Pwn to Own take a very different uh, view on these things. Pwn to Own uh, get all the various vendors that uh, platforms are being targeted to be involved with the competition. So at the point owns, we often have uh, members of the Ubuntu security team who are asked to assess the exploits that are done to be able to say, yes, this is a new uh, exploit. It hasn't been known in the past. As well, then we, have, uh, the, we then receive the proof of concepts and the various details that the researchers have found uh, that go into the vulnerability so that we can patch them. And so things that are found at Pwn to Own get patched, but unfortunately things that are found at Tianfu Cup generally don't because the details are not known publicly. Now, uh, I hope that maybe that will change. You know, we would love if we could be given the details of these different exploits that have been made and the vulnerabilities, obviously, that they are taking advantage of in Ubuntu because we would love to be able to patch them. Uh, so yeah, I guess just let's wait and see what happens on that one. All right, uh, that takes us to the end of this week's episode. Bit shorter one this week, uh, and actually we won't be with you next week. It is uh, the start of the what's going to be the 2204 long-term support release um, development cycle coming up now. Now that um, 2110 has gone out the door, so uh, yeah, we will be having a sprint week next week. So there won't be a podcast episode, but we will be back uh, in two weeks' time, and hopefully we'll be able to provide some details actually on what is planned for 2204 LTS in terms of security. But until then, if you want to get in contact with us, as usual, you can reach us at securityubuntu.com. Uh, you can also find us hanging out in the Ubuntu security channel on libera.chat.irc network. And we're also on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec. So thanks, everyone, for listening again for another week. Uh, I'll be back again with you all in two weeks' time. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye.